the Spot Track Podcast, talking sports contracts, the salary cap, and business of sports. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Spot Track Podcast. I'm Kevin Sylvester, along with Paul Peck and the founder of SpotTrack.com, Mike Janetti. A lot to get to today, but first, I want to tell you today's episode's brought to you by The Athletic, the subscription-based sports news site, which you're going to want to check out. Everything happens in March, okay? Like October and March, the two biggest months of the year for stuff to happen, at least in my opinion, uh, and that's going to happen in the sports world. We'll tell you about a special offer later on from TheAthletic.com. We are going to – well, there is so much to get to here. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, the coronavirus later, COVID-19. That's affecting sports and money. We're going to get to that. But we're going to start with – uh, something in our wheelhouse, broadcasting. <laughs> but and, something that's never been in our wheelhouse. That's, that's correct. A few less zeros. <laughs> Unless Mike really is thinking about bumping us up a little bit. A <laughs> uh, few less zeros in the contract for us. But Tony Romo, and this is, this is fascinating because it went down to the wire. They always do contracts for the most part, right? That's why you have deadlines of negotiating with CBS. But he, he signs a reported 10-year $180 million deal to be the number one analyst for CBS football. I wonder if there'll be more involved. There's going to have to be more involved at, uh, you know, $18 million a year. Uh, it, well, it's $17.5 per year, plus uh, half a million in perks. I Private know. jets and all that stuff. Well, I, yep. I thought maybe he gets Vineyard Vines clothes from Whatever Jim Nance. Um, <laughs> nice. He gets to stay at Jim Nance's house yeah. every year for Pebble Beach. I have a coworker who has a soft invite. Nice Ooh. for that. Get to play Ooh. the holes. Yeah, well, he just he mentioned it to Jim. He knows Jim. Way, I've met Jim once. Uh, knows Jim and just said, "Hey, I haven't been invited." Oh, you're always invited, but he hasn't taken him up on the offer. Right. If anybody, uh, if anybody hasn't seen, if, if you watched any of the Peyton Manning uh, ESPN Plus 100 NFL seasons, the one of the best ones is the one he does with Brady, and they do it at Nance's house, teeing off on Nance's putting like uh, pitching green in his backyard well it's not just a pitch it's a replica of yeah. the famous par three seventh Seven hole top, at pebble yeah. beach which is down the hill from where he lives right my friend uh, uh mark immelman a fellow announcer he now works for cbs we used to work together in pga tour radio mark made an ace there so he has his name emblazoned on the rock there's you can get nice. uh, there's a plaque engraved on the rock whoever made an ace at jim nance's house but anyways we digress the, here's the, here's the the one of the Interesting things here. They offered Peyton Manning his gig yeah. because they thought it was going to cost true? too much. Yes. CBS well, offered Peyton That's Manning what's reported. They right. reported Because I know ESPN has been chasing Peyton hard for right. and or Romo, right? A lot of people have been chasing Peyton Manning to be in the front office, a la, <laughs> you know, uh, John Elway. Um, he's made, Peyton's brilliant in media, right? I mean, does Peyton's place, and he's been awesome on Saturday. He's, he's an entertainer. He's, he's got a great personality. He, he's definitely the next man up for this whenever he's ready, but don't you think, it, it sounds like they offer him 10 to 12 million, Peyton. Don't, don't, don't you think they're just hoping he takes it so they can go back to Romo and say, all right, we've got Peyton at 10, right? Are you, can you take 12 now and be good here? Where there were some to rumors, that, there were rumors that ESPN was willing to go 20 million well, a year gonna. for Romo in order to get him on Monday Night Football. That was maybe what the thinking was that why there's so much money for Romo. Well, it makes sense too for ESPN because, but well, for Romo, I think this is a better deal. You say it's 2 million less, uh, but it's a better deal because he doesn't do Sports Center, yeah. right? Everything about this is better. Yep. Yeah. Everything about this is better. He had the leverage with CBS to get that amount of money. Social media is a big part of this because fans uh, just tweeting out things Romo points out with pre-plays yeah. and stuff. Like it, it's it helped uh, build up his 
credibility. No question that's that's going to be in Peyton's future, though. Peyton's already doing that with Peyton Places. Sure, if you ever watched that. Or yes, ESPN yeah, they're Plus. all they're yeah. amazing. Uh, if if, yeah. if you know if you're already an ESPN Plus subscriber, I can't recommend to you enough to go watch them. Yeah. If you're not, it's worthy of a reason to think about doing it. There's 30 of them, and they're all really, really good. Uh, history of the NFL, really well done NFL films. Um, I, I was incredibly impressed yeah. by watching. Whoever it. your quarterback is, Peyton has detailed him, and it's outstanding. Yeah, I mean the Patrick Mahomes one, outstanding. Lamar well, those Jackson, are different. Those are the Peyton analysis. He's got ones. detail and Peyton's places. Right. They're all outstanding. Right. You have an interesting note in here that CBS. Yeah. Why did they need to do this? Right. Well, they they needed him. Well. They needed him. He's he's an attraction. He well, is he's entertaining to watch the football games. Uh, after him, it's, right? It's, no backup. Yeah. There's no there's no there's no version two of Romo Dan- in CBS, and CBS is the low man on the totem pole right now in right. terms of football. They well, just are. as someone who may have their stock in their retirement portfolio, it's. <laughs> Like oh my god, it's so you know, bad since the merger. But it's, it's part of the world that we live in, and I and I know you know people used to watch John Madden. They, they'd watch games yeah. for John Madden. I, I don't know because of the way the media world is now that people watch games for announcers. But if there's one guy that some people say they will, right now it seems to be Romo because he's current. He's he's relative. He 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 does things differently, um, and you know, and that's part of it. I I don't know. Is there another announcer that the average fan would say, regardless of the teams, I'm watching that game because I want to hear blank? I don't know that there is. No. Not, not okay. that I can not, think of. No, not that I can Here's the of. other thing I thought about, Mike. I thought of you when, when, when this first broke and somebody said to me, oh, my God, that's crazy. That's ridiculous. I said, no. I said, think about it in relative terms yeah. just like you would a contract. This is you. Want, if you want to go there, go ahead and pick it up and take no, it. No, no, go for it. I mean, you're, you're basically Percentage saying, of revenues. Okay. Per, you know, if, exactly. if quarterbacks make 18% of the salary cap and are making, and that's 18 to 20 or whatever, 25 to 27 million, what does CBS make in revenue on a given season or game? And it probably breaks down to somewhere around that kind of percentage to pay Tony Romo more than any announcer has ever been paid. Well, here, yeah, yeah, I think you're right about that. I think if you look at CBS, what what is the one thing that they do well? Sports. Yeah, it's right? the one thing that gets ratings anywhere. 49 of the top 50 shows last year were NFL games. I, and that may not entirely be accurate, but it drifts anywhere between 45 to you know 50 of the top fi- uh, of 50 shows are always NFL. They do, yeah. NFL. They have March Madness yeah. and they have the Masters. Yeah, and and what they don't have is that partnership to keep keep them going elsewhere, which ESPN now does tenfold with Disney, with you know the, the Disney Plus, Fox, the Hulu, all of that. I mean, their their mecca, their little monopoly they've got going. This is just one blip of it. Monday Night Football is obviously a cash cow. But it's just one portion of the ESPN conglomerate but, now. But it's not the marquee game anymore. Sunday no, night is. No, it's not at all. And, and let's get there. So that this is just step one. This is step one for CBS of what's coming. And it's part, it ties into the CBA talks we've, we've had. It ties into all this new league year stuff with the football. Everybody's gearing up for like 18 months from now, which is when these new TV deals will come. And if CBS doesn't get Romo or Peyton, right, one of those two, now they don't have a primetime anchor crew. And if you don't have that, you're never winning those. They get a couple of Thursday night games a year, which Romo does. By the way, Romo and Nance does. Right. They get the Sunday afternoon game, and that's what I, that's what I mean. They're already the low man of the totem pole. They're not Sunday night. They're not Monday night. They're not you know generally the Thursday night crew. Uh, you know, for the majority of the season, 
they want to up their ante because they sports are everything to CBS. It's everything. And March Madness, you know, might, might take a step back here. It just might. You know, we're going to get to that. The fascinating, <laughs> the fascinating thing about the NFL, what they're able to do with their television rights, yeah. they're able to get a mega amount of money from four different networks. At least. Right? I mean, you have yeah, CBS. A lot more than that coming. Well, hang, hang on. CBS, NBC, Fox, ESPN, right? Now yeah. ABC and ESPN, the same. Um so you got mega money from them, and you built your own network yep. where you put games on in the NFL network. It's incredible what and they've simulcast. been able to And you right. don't even <laughs> dip into the streaming points yet. Yeah, right. Or the, the ticket. Correct. A lot, of people think, is, and a lot of people think part of the NFL's play in the next TV negotiations is, yeah. is waiting for Facebook, Amazon, Google to throw ridiculously stupid money at them. But, and, and, and the point that Kevin's making, that you're making, Kevin, is – is for every network, the NFL is the most valuable property because in the world we live in today, the only thing that gets television ratings consistently is live, live. sports. Yep. Live sports, and the NFL is the behemoth of all live sports. So, again, to my point, that's why 49 of the 50 top-rated shows in any given year are NFL or sports-related football, you know, or sports-related programming. It's the only thing. No, There's no series. There's no, there's no primetime shows that you must watch. Watch without DVRing and fast forwarding through commercials. I think you're underselling The Bachelor. <laughs> so CBS <laughs> is currently paying over a billion dollars a year for the NFL for what we just talked about: Sunday afternoon and a couple of Thursdays. It's gonna it's gonna at least double just for that package, and, and just to stay there, sure. it's gonna be over two. Oh, I would agree with that. Yeah. And you're wondering, okay, so you listening, how's this affect you? This is how it affects you. You're going to pay more. For whether you get your, uh, I just cut cut the cord by the way the other day. Did you took, really? Took me a half Congratulations. Took me a half hour on the phone because we. I just found we stream everything. Mm-hmm. We stream everything, so I'm like, I don't need to uh, jump on YouTube TV or you, something like that. Not yeah. We 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 were already on Hulu and all. It's like like we yeah. don't. I, I I don't need this. Why am I paying an extra hundred bucks a month? Are for, you set up with an antenna to watch live yes, programs? Yes, absolutely. I, we well, here's here's what I did, kids, and you may want to try this at home because I had skeptics in the house. Two teenagers, my wife, were all skeptics. So I set up the antenna in on the wall behind the television that hangs on the wall, and we watched the Super Bowl on antenna. And so I waited, and I said, "Hey, what'd you think of the? Oh, this picture was great, and everything." Nice go, antenna. Yeah. They're like, what? I go, antenna. Pictures are usually better on antennas yes. because it's not being, to use a technical term, compressed and sent from the, the network to the cable station to the satellite to back and forth. Um, yeah, I mean, and, and this day and age, you can get 25, 30, 40 channels in a given market just digitally off paired rabbit ears. But, but here's the big but here. Um, for you're going to probably pay more to stream yeah. um, you know, because CBS is going to charge YouTube TV I think YouTube already had an issue with Yes Network, yeah. right? Uh, so And Fox, yeah. Fox Sports, I believe. So they're going to charge more to those carriers to give you the streaming services. So you're, you're going to pay more for this. That, that, that's where, that is, by the way, where networks and local affiliates gain most of their revenue yeah. now. It's not advertising. Yeah. It is in carriage fees. Which is a very, you know, you and I have been in that business a long time, and, and it's a very significant point that just recently most local television stations now make more revenue from the, from the rights to the broadcast than they do from the commercials that air during the shows, but, which is unheard of for <laughs> the last 70 years in television. Yes, yeah. It's, yeah, and it, it just furthers the point, to bring it back to Romo, 
and I'll give Bill Simmons all the credit in the world. Content is king. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yes. I mean, if, if you're cutting cords, if you've got all these options, you're going to soon be have the chance to watch the same football game on CBS, Amazon, Hulu, uh, at the same time. It's They're, they're going to put them out there for everybody because they don't know where you are right now. Correct. Right? You're not, maybe you're not at home watching network TV. Maybe you're... You know, on a beach with with a phone, and, and you're on Hulu, or you're on the NFL app. They've got to they've got to play to everybody. So it's not just going to be go to CBS for today's game. It's going to be wherever you're going, yeah. we'll be there. You'll, um, you'll have but to you've do... got CBS has to be able to say we're better at this because right. of this guy. That's why 17 million right now sounds crazy. And in three years, it's going to be a, a, a toss in the pan. You'll have to think. You have to do the math on this, Mike. Now, again, if they're paying a billion now, then they're making pretty close to a billion. They're not paying it if they don't oh. think they can make it back. So if you did the math and took a billion and divided it by 16 and divided it, yeah. if you you probably would get to the point where Tony Romo's salary will be somewhere in exactly that range we talked about percentage of what they might gross on a given game. It's like any quarterback contract in the NFL exactly. right now. It sounds ridiculous for two years, and then by the third or fourth year, we're like, oh, <laughs> right. it's actually a pretty yep. good deal, right? It's actually a pretty good deal. So let, just just before we, we get off this, there's there's some interesting structure to Romo's deal because it's not a straight 10-year deal. Good it's spot track. You're everywhere. Right. It's, a, it's a three-year deal, which is relevant because if CBS doesn't get the NFL back, I was going to say he's right. out. He's out. He can opt out, which makes a ton of sense for everybody. They're certainly not going to want to pay seventeen and a half million dollars to, you know, him to go and be the backup golf analyst, right? I, well, whatever he would be. Right? You mentioned that. I wonder if they will use him on golf. Have to, right? Uh, I think so. They received a ton of criticism from Riviera. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, from the tournament at Riviera on just the coverage, to, the coverage. Yeah, you mentioned this uh, on Riviera, and because he's an accomplished amateur golfer, and he's competed in tour <laughs> events. What's that? A little shade there. Why is there a shade there? I don't know. He's, he's a little better than that, right? <laughs> I said he's an accomplished amateur he's golfer. Some pros. He's, he's hung with the pros a little bit, right? He's he's gotten sponsors exemptions. Oh, here we go. Oh, you're pushing. Oh, I love it. What am I, I pushing buttons now, Mike? No, Hold on kidding. a second. Keep when, going. <laughs> when he played and I worked the event last year in Dallas, I said this is good for golf for several reasons. Number one, it drop it, it brought attention to the tournament because you have Tony Romo playing. Number two, it also highlighted just how far and above professional golfers are from plus one handicappers at local clubs. Right. right. That was his home club, right? That was his home – well, one of his home clubs. Yeah. That's not just anybody's home club there. It's it's on an old wasteland <laughs> that, that they built, Trinity Forest. It's like it's like a – it's a second club. He held his own through Friday. And by the way, I'm willing to come play Trinity Forest for any member that might be <laughs> listening. Um, That's at Kev Sylvester on Twitter, by the way. There John. you go. Uh, it's a unique place. No, I, I, I think it's good. And to say he's accomplished, I, I think that's – Yeah. That's fair. That's, it is fair. Fair. I think it's complimentary. <laughs> I'm a six. He's a plus one. He'd crush me. He'd crush me. Um, so, anyways, I think he'd be good at golf. I think uh, you know. I think you'll see him, and he's sat in a booth a couple times. I think you'll you might see more of that. If I'm him, I'd want to do it. I uh, just Google searches here. I have absolutely no sources. Is it possible that Jim Nance only makes five million a year? No, Jim Nance makes more than five million a year. He used to. That that is old. It's a pretty recent <laughs> Google search here. From from what year is that? Nineteen. Is it possible? Let me tell you something. There's right no now. way the dynamic is. There's that big, no right? way. Jim Nance does football. He's your lead guy on the NFL, March college Madness. basketball, yep. the mass. I mean, and golf. Are you kidding me? Jim Nance got to be big, right? Has to make more. I bet you Jim Nance makes twenty million. I, 
at least that sounds high to me. What do you think? They I, pay well, the they pay the nightly news anchors uh, a significant amount of money. I think Jim Nance may it's Jim freaking Nance. I know, I'm, I know, I'm but saying I just context. don't know the contracts have gotten have gotten have they gotten that po- to that point on the network television side? Have they gotten that high? I mean, they're getting there clearly now. Which I, we're my point is, about. is Romo now out out make out earning him right now? I got to think. Do uh, we for think, today? Do we think so for today? Yeah, right. Yeah, I thought like Gruden's eight million was like the highest previous okay. announcer salary. But well, that, I know an, that's seven, analyst yeah. though. Analyst one salary. sport. What, my point is, Jim Nance. Right, that's what I'm is saying. Is a lead guy on three different sports. Can the color guy make more? Than that? Right. right. Well, yeah. Yes. Sure. sure. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Oh, God, in yes. most cases, they do. Yes, because it's knowledge is power. Okay. I'll, I'll give you a quick it. story. So, Mike, in, in, in the studio here, over your shoulder, there's a picture of a young Kevin Sylvester hosting a show with Marv Levy, sure. right? And I had to bring Marv's check every week. Sure. And one week, so on payday, one week they you mixed. You to leave it over while you were boiling no. water on your stove and it no. popped right open? No, payroll accidentally <laughs> put put my check and Marv's check and Marv's check and my check. This is every NBC sitcom ever. Right? <laughs> So I open it up and I'm like, I and 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 oh, Marv opened his up. I had I had the one had my name on it in my in my bag, and Marv goes, "Ah, oh, Kevin, I believe this is your check." And I and I, oh yeah, sorry, sorry, Marv. He goes, "Yeah, this is a little lighter." And he, he took you out for. A I steak go, let me make sure. I go, I go, let me make sure uh, this is your check. And I looked at it. And I'm like, son of a bitch. He gets more to do this show uh, once a week for 16 weeks, and I get an entire year. But right, well, nobody's tuning in for the Kevin Sylvester show. Uh, it was the Marv Levy show. Let's so stay there. I get it. Let's I get stay it. There. You had all these players come out after this happened with Romo, griping about how they're you know they're not making enough on the field because Romo's getting seventeen to talk about it. This didn't sit well, sit well with me at all. Did that? He's getting more than players. Yeah. Why? There's six good analysts. There's supply and demand. There's seventy five wide receivers. What are we talking about here? Yeah, supply and demand. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's right, right? Absolutely. I, and know, there's no cap. CBS right. clearly didn't have a cap. Listen, for, for the players, if any players are listening that have um, I mean, aspirations to be media guys, like they when they're do done. Now. <laughs> well, no, they, no I, think, I think a lot yes. of them do. Um, it, it's easy, not easy. Does that make sense? Yes. It's easy because you know the X's and O's, but to dumb it down yes. for the audience and to do it in a way that's popular that's difficult. Okay, so we had we had Odell Beckham, we had Michael Thomas. I can't even think of other guys. There were more guys that came out and said this is ridiculous. It, to me, instead of doing that, I'm getting my butt into Syracuse, and I'm and I'm learning how to do this or the right NFL now. Broadcast because bootcamp. there's no question that this is my second gig. Right? There's or no question. You, you want to spend less in Syracuse? Call Paul and me. Yeah, know, we do some media right. coaching. But Perfect. The, but the NFL has that broadcast bootcamp thing that a lot of players have done, and that's that. But Kevin Kevin's a, we've worked with enough players throughout our careers. They all know the game, but being able to talk yep. about the game and do it concisely and, be and do it be interesting <laughs> and do it in a way that people who don't know the game can understand yeah. is not as easy as you think. And here's my one knock on Romo, and here's what Romo is going to have to work on. And I think he does, and I think he will. One of the things that made him so great early on was his relevancy to having just been in the league, right? Correct. He understood. He knew some of the players. He knew the concepts. He knew the schemes. Well, as he gets out farther and the league is changing to quarterbacks that are the opposite of who Tony Romo was as a player, he's going to have to work hard through his NFL sources to understand what Lamar Jackson is doing and seeing and thinking yep. 
in something that Tony Romo would never have before because I thought there were signs last year where he started to get a little preachy on me, where he started telling people, this is what you should do, this is what I would do, not necessarily what they did, not analyzing what they did, but telling everybody what he would have done. And that, I think, is one of the fallacies of an announcer that doesn't stay current with what the league is doing. And again, as Tony Romo gets older and the league moves away from him and he knows less and less people, that... that bonus that he brought to the table won't be there well and and I was going to point out that's where the work comes in and this is where I say easy not easy there's going to be a lot of work that's put in in talking to people during the week Romo doesn't just show up in the booth and do a game that's not how it works none of them do matter of fact I asked Doc Emmerich um, hockey fans out there know Doc Emmerich is out yeah Doc Emmerich's amazing I mean, he's just, and they call him Doc because he's got his PhD in English. And if you ever listen to a game that he does, you can tell. Yeah. One of the nicest guys in the world. And I did an interview with him several years ago on a Sabres broadcast. And I asked him, why, why, why aren't you doing NFL? Like, why aren't you doing other sports? He goes, you know, it's, it, it's funny. I almost did a Doc impersonation. I don't, he's so, such a nice guy and so good, I wouldn't, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't even bother. Anyways, he said, I did, I did it one year for CBS. And... He, he said, it was amazing to me the amount of work that went into one football game. On Monday, uh, so on Monday, I'd get FedEx would come to my house with tapes of games. I'd have to watch games. We'd have a quick conference call Monday night. Tuesday, more tapes would show up, and then we'd have a, a meeting with, with producers again. Wednesday, it was uh, all the media. It's media day, so you're listening to all the conference calls uh, for both teams. Thursday, more tapes show up. I'm watching more games. And then usually Thursday night, Friday morning, I'm on a plane, going to the city where the game is at, going to practice Friday, meeting with the home team. Saturday, the visiting team comes in. I watch their walkthrough. I meet with them on Saturday night. Sunday, we go to the football game and then fly home Sunday night. Monday, it all starts over again. He goes, NHL, I show up on a game day. All the notes are right here for me. I like to watch hockey. I know what's going on there. That It's a one-day deal. I thought that was it was pretty interesting from one of the best ever to say – it was amazing to him how much work the NFL was. Makes sense. Yeah, totally. So it does. It does. And and again, it, it's it it the the ones that are really good at it in the NFL are the ones that you can tell work at it very much, uh, spend a lot of time, talk to a lot of people. Uh, and, and you know, again, that's that's where the disconnect sometimes comes with. Oh, that guy's going to be great because he knew the game, he understood the game. Well, sometimes they always aren't. And for the players out there, by the way, um, Tony Romo can go to. Any sporting event anywhere in the country, people are going to know who he is. Um, some of these players who are carping, people may not know who Odell Beckham Jr. is. Fair? Yeah. 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 I think it's fair. To some degree. I mean, he's a big personality, he's but I'm just saying. He's not the quarterback of the Cowboys. There's well, a certain level and this is the that other goes thing. with that. High-profile player who made a lot of money going into broadcasting. That's the other, other thing. Many of the players who make a ton of money. They don't need to go work, right? right? Uh, nor do they want to go work. So let's transition right there because I wanted to jump on some of this quarterback talk because it's so addicting. I can't get away from it. Uh, <laughs> You're going to be let down when the reality starts to no, set I'm in, not. in a couple no, of weeks. I, I don't think it's possible to let down. There's so many storylines. One of them is going to hit big, right? Well, we should thank it from down the thruway here <laughs> yeah, in Buffalo, right? right. The Tom Syracuse Brady game. and the Syracuse game. Um, I'm not even going to go there yet. Here's, here's where I want to go because this Romo stuff now has me thinking – Who's next? And I think we all kind of know who's next. And the question is, should it be now or next year, right? Shouldn't Philip Rivers just hang it up? That's Isn't question. he a logical why, why, well, uh, ESPN replacement right now? 
I, I, I've I feel always like he'd be pretty good, right? I think everybody yes. knows he's going to be really yeah. good. I this is I, I'm very careful about telling athletes or saying when athletes should quit because it's not for me to say. It's for them. They they know if they can play or not. And we've seen plenty of examples with guys who've gone to other teams and say, well, they're not as good as they were, but they're still pretty damn good. Good enough to make money and play hard. Right. <laughs> That's the job uh, right I mean, now. how many times people say Brett Favre was done, but, yeah. you know, it goes to the playoffs. Yeah, we loved you know. watching Brett Favre at 38 years old. Yes. It was the best. And, you know, to some degree, the same with Breeze and Brady. Now, if ESPN's going to throw this kind of money at Phil Rivers, okay. that's something to consider. So that's where I'm going. I mean, he's going to make more to be a quarterback somewhere. If he wants to go play sure. one year for the Colts or, 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 the, or the Bucks or whatever it's going to be, he's going to make more. So the money's not really the problem here, but it seems like a pretty good time to jump on the, on the bandwagon here, right? And get yes. in this gig. Especially with the with the new TV money around the corner, I, I mean that that that's really that the biggest part the of this. Changes the dynamic, doesn't it? A lot. It, it now. does because the biggest part of this Romo deal is when it's happened. It's happening on the on the outskirts of the CBA and the next TV deal. Like he's just in the perfect time to do this. Sure, that's why the money is where it is because it's not about it's not about what the, the league currently looks like right now. He's being paid for what's coming. There's no question. He's being paid for what's coming, and Rivers could could just jump into this at the absolute. And the crazy time. thing for Rivers is, is he could retire today, and his pay cut would be minimal. 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 And that's never happened before. That I'm sure a lot of decisions about guys who may have been courted by networks yeah. was, nah, you know, I'm gonna I want to keep playing, and I can make. 10 times what you're going to offer me, but if it's two times or yeah. whatever that number goes down to, then maybe a guy like Philip Rivers, who's played 15 years-ish, somewhere around there, maybe he says that. Maybe he thinks that. Yeah. You know, you know, the fascinating thing to me about this discussion is we, we always gravitate to someone who's had a, a long career, um, you know, has all the stature, and I like there are players who may be better equipped – uh, as communicators, to do the job, um, but they just don't have the stature. And I'll give an example of a guy who was just here in Buffalo. Eric Wood had a roast uh, in his honor. But E.J. Manuel, who's a quarterback here, uh, sat at a table I, I was sitting at, and when he when he went up there, he's so well-spoken, and he just his appearance is great. Um, he's got an excellent personality. I, I'm curious to see how he would do. On a, on a game in the NFL, there's a guy who could have played for the Chiefs last year as a third-string quarterback and chose to go to the ACC Network in broadcasting. And I, I just it's like, there's a guy who's not going to get the shot because of, eh, he, he failed as a quarterback in the NFL. Right. By the way, he played four years, four years more than me. But I'm saying he failed in the NFL. He didn't have the career Phillip Rivers had where, hey, you know what? He's got some broadcasting experience. He's very well-spoken. I, uh, I think it goes back to your Romo, yeah. Romo point. I mean, it's not only do you have to be good, but you have to be recognizable. And, and stay with me on this, totally, Mike. Right? Stay with me on yeah, this. Sure. Will guys start to think about where to sign yeah. in order to set this? I mean, it's not a coincidence. Aikman, Witten, Romo, I'm probably oh, forgetting no. a couple. They're cowboys. Yeah, no. They're the highest profile of all. So does a guy start to go, you know what, maybe I'm going to sign in that big market for my last contract because that's going to better position me to go to the NFL Network or Fox or somebody like that because my profile will be higher than if I go play in – Jacksonville or somewhere it's else. It's possible. It's possible. I mean, there's a lot of reasons not to play in Jacksonville. Who's the <laughs> Yeah, well, for sure. Who's the ESPN um, guy they're talking about? Former front office guy. Lewis Riddick. Yes, 
the a lot best. of people think highly of him. He's I the think best. he's terrific. Yeah. yeah, smart dude. Really interesting. I'd be. Yes. He's, he did some college games this year. I saw a few of them. I thought he did a nice job. I think on an NFL broadcast, he he'd be pretty interesting. But I what 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 always worries you sometimes with decision makers? They'll go, eh, he's not a big enough name. He didn't play. Yeah. People don't I still know who want he Peyton is. Next to him. He may be the best right. guy possible to do the job. Yeah but he'll never get the chance because somebody thinks his profile isn't big enough and they'll go towards the Cowboy quarterback, quote-unquote, and hire that guy, whether that guy's any good or not. If Booger McFarlane was a better NFL player, and he was decent, if he was a better NFL player, do you think that he wouldn't be as criticized as much? Yes. Oh, that's interesting. Cause, yes. cause, well, because Witten, no, Witten was pretty, Witten's a pretty good NFL player. Yeah, but he wasn't as well. Booger had a, a, has a much better uh, forgive me, Jason Witten. I'm talking on-air personality. I, I am too. How, I don't know how he is off the air, uh, but Booger had a, a better presence about no himself. No question. Right? More interesting. Yes. He's way more interesting. Correct. Yeah. You know, Booger's, say, Booger's good, not great. Yeah. Agreed. That's okay. all. That's Unfortunately, all. the demands of Monday Night Football is you better be great. Got to be great. Yeah. And, I'm very and, re- be curious to see where they go. How year. is he... How? But So, what makes him not great? <laughs> That's right. That's right. It's perception. perception. It's, per- it's, it's subjective. It's, it's, Kevin, you and I have been in it's a subjective right. it's business. We've been in all our lives. It's more subjective Twitter's now than love it ever you. has before. <laughs> if if uh, Iron Eagle, and Iron Eagle's excellent. Outstanding. If, if he were next to Tony Romo, would Romo be as well regarded? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Iron Eagle's never going to be the number one guy because Jim Nance is there. Yeah. Iron Eagle's excellent. I think I'm I, just saying, but he's not as recognizable let me put it this as Jim way. Nance. I think Iron Eagle would get killed in the Monday Night Football booth, though. Sure he would. Do you, know, do you understand yes. what I'm saying? Yeah. There's just a different level there. of expectation in that booth for some reason. So you the, have to be interesting. You have to be. You have to be. But look how many people famous. they have churned through there. They don't know what they want to do with that booth. They haven't known yeah, for 20 years what they want to do. Who's with the that last booth? guy that worked? Al Michaels. I think Gruden worked. Bingo. Well, no, but I'm ta- he's talking about a now. He's talking about play by play announcer. Either way, Tariko Gruden worked. Tr- yeah, Tariko Gruden, Gruden worked. No question. Yes, Tariko Gruden worked. So yes. whatever that dynamic is, whatever the whatever the characteristics but, are, but as much <laughs> that's as it, right as there. much as Mike is my good friend, for people that don't know that it didn't it worked because Gruden worked. It worked because Gruden was outlandish eh. and crazy. But, I'm going to say and no. And Mike understood how oh, no, that's to the set up and it. compliment That's the Gruden. big part of it. Mike knew how to deal with it. Right. Mike knew how to fuel it. Mike knew how, how to diffuse Correct. it at times. That, that's that's, and that's it. that's what makes Mike You great. can't just ignore the crazy. You have to play into it. But, Correct. <laughs> but Mike, Mike's a trusted voice. Anytime oh, you, you hear Mike's voice on something, oh, okay, this I, I'm paying attention. Same thing with Jim Nance. Same thing with Al Michaels. Sure. Even Joe Buck. Uh, when those guys, you know, Dan Hicks on NBC, I just, I'm a yeah. golf guy. Like they're, they're at a different level and it's just be, it, it's stature, if you will, because they've been put in high fro- profile spots, uh, for so often. And yeah, but I think, I think what's different, Kevin, and cor- please correct me if I'm wrong. I'll go back to it. Those guys are all legit professionals. I mean, they could, but go, there's so many more, they could go A to Z just doing the content yeah. and, and be amazing at it. But some of these gigs, and I think Monday Night Football is one of them, you have to be professional and interesting. And I think there are not many guys that can do that all the time. 
And the problem Seriously. is that 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 standard keeps moving based on yes. a year to year, and you don't know. I, I, again, I, I think it's a no win situation sometimes. Yes. And clearly, ESPN keeps churning through different play by play guys and color guys, and and they don't know they don't know what they want. They well, let's go this. Let's go the. Let's go Tony Kornheiser now. Let's get away from that. Let's go back to football. Let's get back to a personality like like put Frank Caliendo in there and let him be whoever you want him to be every week. No, I, well, I, but you know right, what Fonzie, I'm saying. We're jumping a shark. There. If you're Rivers, you know, what, you know what I'm saying. If you're Rivers, what do you do? If I'm Philip Rivers and I feel I can still play, if, I play. If once you're football done playing, twelve a year. You, 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 listen, you've got a player. You've got to believe at this point, Philip Rivers has as much money as he needs to live his life, and his no, 20, no, I'm just twenty saying, kids are going to be you know fine. enough to get you considering a new gig is all. That's all. Well, I, I, if if you're wavering on playing or not, then you take the money in broadcasting. Okay, right? I'll go to old Marv over there. If you're thinking by, about by, retirement, you already are. Bingo, very much. All right, we we have some uh, CB. We got so much to get to here in a half hour. Uh, but I just want to remind you that the Athletic. dot com is offering you a great offer. We've told you so many things about the Athletic. dot com. It's great in depth coverage, which. You know, by by the way, newspapers are not printing one day a week in some <laughs> cities. Like, I mean, not they're good. going away, and their experienced staff are all working for The Athletic now. Theathletic.com. They're going to offer you 40% off your yearly subscription by going to theathletic.com slash track 40 off. Again, that's theathletic.com slash S-P-O-T-R-A-C 40 off. And you get links to their stories on SpotTrack.com. Nice partnership we have going with The Athletic. Um, CBA. So what is what is happening with the CBA? Like player reps, um, it was like a it, it wasn't a majority vote. It was like seventeen fifteen to send it off to the general membership. So mm-hmm. all you know, almost a, a 50-50 split there uh, to send it on to the general membership for vote. It benefits the middle class player. There's more middle class players in the NFL. Uh, typically, player reps. Um, some you know you you've you've got a great mix there. I know in the NHL, it's like uh, they go around the locker rooms, a short straw deal. Oh, you're our player rep. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Nobody really wants that job. Uh, well, the lower paid guys usually take it because they get a free trip for an annual meeting or something. I don't know if that works that way with the NFL PA. I believe it does. All right. So, you know, there are some benefits, but there's a lot of things to get through in a CBA year for sure. Mm-hmm. So they, they put it on for a vote. Aaron Rodgers tweeted out, don't vote for this, right? I mean, there's players who are saying, don't vote for it. Yeah, they all but, seem to be the big high-priced star guys. Right, but with it in limbo right now, it put the front offices like they've got a plan A, plan B, right? Yeah, the timing of this is really bad. Um, I'll speak to a couple of those points very quickly so we can kind of push through this nerdy stuff. Yeah, the guys talking, especially on social media, out against this right now are the guys making $25 million a year. So don't hold too much to that because, you know, those guys are thinking that are trying to protect the game and trying to protect the legacy of what currently exists, which is fine, except for you've got 60% of the league that knows they've got three years left in their career and just want to make $90,000 more per year. Sure, and I that's, get that. And unfortunately, that's how simple this is. And if you've, I, I, was, I was given the briefing that went out that shows the you know 20 or so bullet points that have been proposed, and the first six all play to that 60%. <laughs> okay? It's not, this isn't brain science, you know, rocket science right. here. Uh, I expect this to pass is where I'm going with this. I think this is going to pretty easily pass the majority. Just needs a simple majority. So whenever this does go out, and I think it's going to take a, you know probably a week it's and a half a couple or two weeks, weeks right? probably two weeks, yeah. Here's the problem, and here's where I really want to get to. I don't really, actually, I do want to talk one 
one part about the CBA, the proposed CBA. It is the holdout. Not enough people are talking about this. Um, and you 60%, that, that this middle lower class of the NFL needs to hear this and needs to understand this. And I hope your agent has already gotten your ear about this. Um, one of the big changes, and apparently hasn't been pushed back upon because I, I haven't heard it. Have you guys heard anything that the players pushed back on outside of that 17th game cap, which no. was so stupid anyway? No. I, I can't believe this has not been pushed back on. Okay, so we've, we've had guys hold out maybe at least one guy a year forever, right? Forever. I mean, you guys covered the game back in the, sure. in the early 90s. Yes. Forever guys have been holding when out. draft picks used to hold out, which doesn't happen anymore. Of course. Jeff uh, Burst hold out the one year. Shane Conlon, right yeah. back All in right. the day. Oh, there was Anyways, a lot of them, yeah. You don't think Joe Burrow's going to hold out? I'm yeah. kidding. So it's a thing. People hold out. And generally what happens is you hold out a couple of days. For instance, Julio Jones, right? I'm going to hold out. I want to get $22 million a year. You promised me $22 million last year. You know, I was a good soldier last year. It's time to get paid. I'm holding out the first week of training camp. Yeah, because okay? they didn't want to go to training camp. That's I get a big that. part of this, too. Yeah. Um, they're supposed to be, you know, $30,000, $40,000 fines per day. Sometimes they get hammered with them. Most of the times the teams say, eh, let's wipe our hands clean of this and go forward because you don't want to find a, a, a superstar, which then look, looks bad when you're going to try to recruit superstars next March. It's just kind of good, you know, it's easy math. That's gone, <laughs> okay? And that's gone in a big way. Num- fines, f- holdout fines are now mandatory by the league. They're going to happen. You miss a day, you're losing thirty grand. No matter what, can't be negotiated. Can't be, back it's in. not even. It's not a team choice anymore. Okay, that's fine, right? Guys lose money all the time. Here's the big one. The the, the 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 second point of this is the big one, especially for the younger guys in this league. The second you miss a day from a holdout, right? If you don't if you if you don't report initially, or if you leave camp and miss five days of training camp. You, you, have, you are not eligible to accrue that year, no matter what happens the rest of the season. So the end of August, if you miss five days or you don't initially report to training camp, you do not get that year as an accrued and year of experience. And that's big when it comes Huge. to pension. If you're a, th- a pension. And, and free and agency. agency. And right. free agency. If you're a third, a fourth year, entering your fourth year, you've got three years in, you're, el- you're extension eligible, and you're Patrick Mahomes, okay? And you, and you, wanna, you want your $200 million right now, and you hold out a training camp. You're now no longer eligible for unrestricted free agency after the fourth year, even if you go and play all 16 games. Yeah, that's the end of holdouts. It's done. Yep. It's done. And did the players need to lose more power? What the? How the hell is this not getting contested? This is ridiculous. Because it doesn't happen very often. And it it only happens to the big-time guys. But that's more reason not to change it. That's even more reason not to change it. Just Ezekiel Elliott. Just this did is it like last the emergency year. goalie right. thing that we joked about last week. Right. And then an hour later, the, the league is having serious meetings about changing. I was kidding around. I was joking around yeah. about it. And the league has to have a, a real discussion about it. Well, the only reason they had that because a power franchise in Toronto got beat by their Zamboni driver. Too damn Let's bad. not kid Score ourselves. Score goals on the, on the no right. name goal. Exactly. Right. We were joking around, and there's a real discussion about this. You got this. two number one picks on your roster, overall picks, Tavares and Matthews. And, like, come on. They got to change it because it's one of the beauty things, beautiful Twitter things about the sport. Twitter is too damn powerful. That's the point of all this. Twitter is too damn powerful. Le'Veon Bell got killed for his holdout. You know what? You know, you know, you know what happened with Le'Veon's holdout? He lost fourteen million dollars. He doesn't need to hear us, right? He, he knows what he lost. Okay, yes. he doesn't and need he killed that. He guy doesn't need any of your enthusiasm too. Yeah, that's right. That's <laughs> right. Right. Uh, I just think this is unnecessary because you're, you're right. It's one two players a year, and those players should have the right. 
They should have the right. And, and that should be between the but team the and the player. But the doesn't like the look of it. But it's they're not bad. holding out the so NFL. So I can understand why the NFL would want this stuff in. But they're not holding out because of le- the league. If they, if they were, the league can handle well, that by themselves. They're holding out from a team and a team agent negotiation. Okay, let that's, me, that's a one-to-one relationship, and they should be able to han- handle that within, the, within their confines. Let me flip the script here. Go ahead. All right, so we're talking about middle, this benefits the middle-class players or the majority in the NFL. Yeah, the low, more the lower. Yeah, lower class players, guys who will never hold out, guys who are out there busting their ass in training camp all the time. You think they're not pissed off when the star players aren't showing up there going through it? So, yeah, they don't want them to hold out there. Believe me, there's a little animosity when a guy signs a contract. You know, they they rib him, whatever, make him buy dinner, whatever. But believe me, they're... They're they're, you know, pi- they're they're pissed off. That's a really good point, Kevin. And, and when when Aaron Rodgers tweets out or or JJ Watt that immediate no to this, to me, if I'm that guy, if I'm that yeah, guy making I'm like making five hundred fifty five thousand dollars this year, sure, I'm laughing at him. I'm I'm voting yes. I would tweet back at him, like, dude, you're making but, twenty million. I'm voting yes. Yeah. I'm making two. Did yes, we talk right? about this last week? The the numbers, are, I think I'm in the relative ballpark. There's about 1,900 players in the NFL, and I think 1,100 of them were making the, the, the minimum or under a million dollars or whatever, which goes to the why this is going to be passed, which yeah. is why this is a very much a middle-class, lower-salaried CBA where where you're minimizing the power of the high priced superstars that can tweet out Aaron Rodgers and JJ Watt and it and it's not going to mean anything. Not a thing. I right. think th- I think they got laughed at by sixty percent in the league. Yeah, I yeah, agree. I really do. Uh, you know, and you heard and you've heard some stuff come out by the bottom of the roster guys, the long snappers and stuff. They're like. Yeah, I'm playing for my job every single year. You're yeah. going to give me another hundred grand to do this? Absolutely, I'm in favor of it. And that is more than half of the league. So Those are, it's difference makers for more than half the league. Absolutely, yes, for sure. Yes. Right? Um, I mean, huge difference for them. Real, real quick before we get on to our other topics, Kevin, uh, anything jump out at you from the combine and any other quarterback <laughs> news? Because we talk about it all the time here. Yeah, Jerry Rice ran a nice uh, forty. I didn't see that. How fast did he run? Ah, uh, he was four. Under, still under five. I think yeah. he was under like five, four, right? At Fifty eight, something years old. He ran. He's almost sixty. Is he almost sixty? Yes. Wow. Rich Eisen ran it in five point eight. He's fifty-seven. Oh wait, hold on. Yeah, he's fifty-seven years old. I'm getting the time here. Thanks, Paul. Sorry. That's our research department calling with that answer. You're like a phone ringing in church right now. <laughs> I'm sorry, I forgot. To turn it off. <laughs> Did they not time it? I, I don't know if they... It's my dad. I think maybe matter? he requested not to be dad. timed. Okay. He requested not to be timed. He's still Jerry Rice. That's what I'm I mean, here. come on. All right. Anything real come out of the combine that jumped out at you? And where yeah, are we at Tua. with the latest Tua's quarterback? Healthy. They say Tua's, the prognosis is great, right? I'm, I'm yeah, gonna... but is it? I mean, health-wise, he's good, but does that mean he's ready to play this year? Or are you going to have to draft him and redshirt him? I'm going to pat myself on the back and announce to the world that I didn't watch a single second of the combine. Yeah, I, uh, congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. I, I didn't either. Thank I watched you. bits and pieces of it, and after a while, you're like, you fall, you, you're like, uh, I, I got to watch these guys running around doing drills again. Listen, the combine, uh, Mike Mamula forever ruined the combine. <laughs> That's oh, true. no. Yes, he right? did. Yeah. He uh, certainly did. I mean, he, he was a combine hero and, you know, did not have the career that matches combine numbers. Right? I, uh, I'm all for it. I, I like the, the TV show aspect of it. That's what it is. It's a TV show. They even changed a bunch of the drills to make it more of a TV show this year. I mean, with more, more competitions. Um, it got better ratings than the XFL, correct? <laughs> of course. I, of course. I'm Anybody watching the XFL anymore? I'm just assuming. I, I actually turned, I, I was going to turn it on. It was that DC Tampa game. 
Right. It was the fourth quarter because I was I just got home. I flipped it on. Twenty five nothing Tampa Bay. I turned it right off. Yep. Correct. That was it. Yes. All done. All right. Four five eight. Four five eight. That, oh, that's, what, that's what he. That's what he ran when he wow. came out. Oh yeah, 85. that's eighty five. That's eighty five. <laughs> yeah, they didn't four, time. If he ran a four five eight, like, now he still ran a four wow. five eight. I, I like did, sign him up. Wait, Eisen ran under six. Yes, he ran five nine eight. Right. Yes. Yeah. Good for under him. six. Like his second or third fastest time he's ever run in the yeah. fifteen years he's done. What a freaking I would, great tradition. Right. Good for him. Yeah. All right. So beyond the combine, really, what the combine generates is. Pre pre free agency chatter, right? Hot stove. So, so so anything what jumped out at you hot stove wise as we move towards the fifteenth mm, of March. We're gonna have four quarterbacks in the first round, like always. Sounds That's like what it, it sounds yep. like. Maybe five. Yep. I feel I don't know why Jalen Hurts isn't getting more love. Even though Jordan Love is getting more love. Yeah. Uh I, t- to me, Jalen Hurts just kind of feels like that late first round guy, and we've had a bunch of those recently, haven't we? <laughs> uh you know, good teams getting Decent quarterbacks late in the first round, and boy, there's a couple out there that I'm thinking of. You know I'm thinking of. Sure, but we totally moved past what we started talking about What's that? today, the quarterbacks. Is Brady going to Tennessee? Yeah. Well, that seems to be one of those growing, bubbling sort of possibilities, and he, here's the reason why. Mike Vrabel, he, sure. he, they're buddies. He knows each other. I mean, do we really think Brady – put it this way. Brady wants to go somewhere if he's going to leave New England because he, he wants out or he wants to do challenge himself differently. He's still going to go to a place with some familiarity, right? I mean, that that he's not going to a place where he doesn't know anybody, right? That's where the Tennessee thing makes a lot of sense. He's got a relationship. If, in fact, you believe it, he's FaceTiming Mike Vrabel from the Syracuse game on Saturday, which I wonder is borderline tampering or not. But Why, they're friends. They're, they're friends. Yeah. I know. They're friends. And I think, to me, that makes a lot of sense. It's it, they're, they're a pretty good they're a pretty good team. They've got they've sit pretty well situated. But most importantly, Brady's going to walk into a situation with a coach that he knows that knows him. That's going to tailor things for him. I mean, I, I know people want to guess at it. I just don't see a Brady Gruden marriage working. No. in Las Vegas. Why did Brady really want to step into that? Okay, I've changed my tune, uh, and Tennessee is one of those changes because of everything you just said. Here's here's how here's the. Here's the pH test for if we know Tennessee's getting Brady. They absolutely should cut Deion Lewis. But if they don't cut Deion Lewis, then Tom Brady's going to Tennessee. familiarity with Tom, Tom Brady's Brady. going to T- Tom Brady and Deion Lewis that's and Derrick Henry. That's a great point, Mike. Yes. To me, that's, the, that's the, the linchpin. If they don't cut Deion Lewis leading up to March 18th, Take it a step further. You've got a first-round pick wide receiver that they drafted from Oklahoma. You've got a highly sought-after slot guy in Adam Humphreys that they signed away. You've got a good tight end. You've got a great running back. Uh, They've got to figure out a way to keep... is one of their tackle? No, the, 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 Conklin. Juan Conklin. They Conklin. got to figure out a way to keep Conklin because if you're going to sign Brady. You better have another right. You better have your right tackle in place. And they got a really good defense that pretty much showed what he can do in the playoffs. Isn't that? Oh, by what, the way, Logan Ryan and Malcolm Butler. Isn't that what? <laughs> a couple of familiar isn't that faces. what Brady would want if if Tom Brady's making a list? Okay, I'm going. I'm leaving New England. Yeah. Here's what I want out of any team I go to. I want weapons. I want a good line. I want a good coaching staff. I want a good defense. I want a solid running game Tennessee Tennessee okay there's two teams that's obviously one of them where do you think the other one is 
I'm weapons, I'm moving weapons. off. Of, well, I'm moving off of the Chargers a Me little too. bit because, and like I love, saw the right? point. I saw the point made that Philip Rivers had his worst year ever with the same weapons we keep saying Tom Brady would go there for, and their line stinks now. Unless they can dramatically change their line, their line stinks, and Brady's got to know it. And he's seen Philip Rivers get his butt kicked the last three years. You think he wants to go into that? So no. familiarity wise. You thinking Miami? Nope. It's close. Tampa. Tampa with Arians. Guys, veteran quarterback guru. Go through the weapons. Go through the weapons. I'm not sure there's a better set of weapons right there. And they can do whatever they want at the running back position. They can trade for David Johns, whatever they want. I mean, there's there's ample options to, to, to fill that, that spot. But you're telling me Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, Cameron Brate, O.J. Howard, it doesn't look good to Tom Brady? He hasn't seen that kind of, <laughs> that kind of lineup in six years. They got to change their uniforms if they're going to bring. Oh, the God. they are. They're changing them this year. I don't <laughs> okay. know what they're going to look like, but they are changing. Those uniforms them this year. are awful. They are terrible. Pewter, really? No more pewter uh, power. I so, like it. Well, I, I'm sorry. No, the, the the way they have them designed, I thought were bad. Okay. The helmets were good, but the, the crazy jerseys, numbers. You know, like the crazy yeah, numbers. Pfft, down right. on those. All right. I'm just hey, if, I, listen, if I were Tom Brady, fashion, I'm going. I'm like, I'm not wearing that. All right. Now I'll push back on you and say. <laughs> There's a lot of there's a lot of chatter about that they've targeted Teddy Bridgewater as their guy, and that makes much more sense to me. He's younger, sure. he's more athletic. Uh, you know, again, I, I know the problem we all have to wrap our heads around is who is Tom Brady right now? He's not Tom Brady from ten years ago that you're signing at age 43. Is he still good? Yeah, probably. There was a little bit of a drop back last year. I think that was pretty clear to everyone. So I think we all have to say. How many teams are willing to get into that right now with a 43-year-old quarterback that you're going to have to pay $30 million a year to in order to get him? That, that There's not a lot about that from a general team-building aspect that says that's very smart. Let me go to Tennessee. If you're Tennessee, are you more comfortable t- paying Tom Brady $30 million a year than you are Ryan Tannehill yes. $25 million? Yes. The answer is yes, right? See, I, I look at it this way, um, especially with teams like, like the Vegas Raiders. It, it's... It goes back to the old. Where are you? Like, who are you right now? Are you are you trying to rent a championship? Are you trying to build a future? Are you in a championship window and you just think you need one piece to go over the edge? Like maybe the Colts are right. I think the Colts yeah, kind of feel and, that way. And what and Tennessee? And, maybe and feels Tennessee. That way. Uh, Tennessee's in that window. But but to Kevin's point, was Ryan Tannehill holding you back from a Super Bowl? I think the I way think NFL was. coaches think, <laughs> the way NFL coaches think that I think there's some discussion internally in Nashville where they said we we couldn't get over that hump because when we did need our quarterback, he he yeah, wasn't guy, good. You're playing, weeks. you're playing against Patrick Mahomes, yeah. who like, well, nobody was beating Patrick. But I'm that telling day. you, you know how coach you've been around coaches long sure. enough. They don't think that way. No, nobody in the nobody in the Titans off coaching room is going. Yeah, we weren't going to be Patrick Mahomes anyway. They don't think that way. I just think at some point consistency has to win out. And Ryan Tannehill has about ten weeks under his belt with that franchise, right? I, I feel you give him a whole off season. As, he wasn't. He didn't even take the, the number one reps in the off season. Hey, it was Mariota? Right. Hey, you 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 have made your you have made spot track what it is based on not consistency in the NFL. So sure. So you more sure, than anybody I, would understand that that's generally not how NFL front offices think. Yeah, but I think this position lends itself to it, right? That's why Brady probably goes back. 
Right. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. At the end of the day, right? It's it's more more than any other position. I do believe you're right, but we're starting to see quarterbacks. Yeah. We, you just you just saw a team draft two quarterbacks in the first round two years in a row, right? We're, I, we're all no begging can, Washington to do it and, again, and I still too. owe you lunch for that. Yeah. Um, so damn um, right you do. And you're right. And Washington may do it again. Why did the Miami Dolphins win five games last year? Because of a quarterback. Because they played hard. No, they had, they had a, a quarter a veteran yeah. quarterback, but, but they played hard. I, you know where I'm but going saying, with this. Well, you're saying they should not have You know won. where I'm going with this. They should have played right. Rosen. They're out of two. Why did They're out of the two conversation. Right. Now. Yeah. Unless they trade up. Which is. Well, listen, this is where I give um, the Dolphins credit. It's called integrity. Ugh. There's no need for that in this. <laughs> <laughs> if you're going to win, win. If you're going to lose, lose. But smartly, they they made those trades that they made to give yeah. themselves the draft picks that they would need to move but up to counter the fact that they won five you, games. You know what you could do? You could have those draft picks and just well, lose, <laughs> just lose, it, not it, beat the Patriots. But, but and we see, Mike, it, it's it. You can, how how does a coach? Walk into a team meeting room. No, no, how, it's how, not on the coach. It's on the GM. Yeah, but it's but, on the GM. But even bad players who play hard and are well prepared can sometimes beat a more talented team. Not five times though. Well, hey, look at the team in our backyard. There's several a lot of bad years teams ago, in the NFL. <laughs> traded their their two highest draft picks they had. Yeah. Uh, before the season, which and they didn't have a promising offensive, and they made the playoffs. Yeah. Right? Uh, I believe they didn't think they were that good. And that's why they got rid of Watkins and Darius. Yeah. You can't plan for that. And again, my, my, my point always has been if you have if your teams are well prepared and they play hard, regardless of how outmanned you are talent wise, you're gonna win three, four, five games in the NFL because you're gonna go up against teams that are not playing hard or not as well prepared, and the ball's gonna bounce crazy sometimes so it's almost there's no way you can go in and plan on being one in 50 the easy answer is if you're trying to tank don't sign Ryan Fitzpatrick well because he he plays too damn hard could have played Josh Rosen the whole time (laughs) that's right and maybe you but you know but again you got to sell some tickets and you gotta you gotta make fans feel something you gotta you know it there's too many factors at play uh to to basically tank a season all right we our goal is usually to keep this to an hour. Right. We are going to go over an hour here, okay? But there's two other things. Um, we, have, we have like six other topics to get to, but there's two that uh, – Lightning round? Go well, ahead. not necessarily lightning round. This other one I think is important, and then the other one is just kind of a cool tidbit about another media personality. <laughs> but uh, uh, we want to have a discussion about the coronavirus in sports here. Um, yeah, there's not much to talk about yet, but we probably should get on top of it, right? Well, y- yes. I mean, it's in the States. There was no question it was going to be in the States, mm-hmm. um, given international travel and such. There was th- there was no doubt that it would be here, much like every other virus that's made its way through history. SARS, uh, this is a form of SARS, I guess. It was a respiratory illness. Swine flu, uh, which I had a relative, by the way, just had the swine flu uh, a couple weeks ago. Really? In and out of hospital one day. Boom. Uh, that, that, that's how we've combated it. Ebola, right? We're able to figure out Ebola. Um, not saying it wasn't bad early sure. on here, um, but the coronavirus. There's there's so much information out there and misinformation mm-hmm. out there with COVID 
nineteen that I'm not sure what to believe unless it's a PhD, a, a doctor, medical doctor go, talking uh, about it. I don't watch believe last anything. Last week else. tonight with John Oliver, yeah. who did his first twenty minutes of his show this week on it, and I thought it was brilliant yes. as it usually yeah, he, is. And 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 the sad part about it, as I said to one of my buddies the other day, I feel like I learned the most truth and facts from watching people like John Oliver and Jimmy Kimmel sometimes. <laughs> well, and, and I'm sure he said, just wash your freaking hands. Yeah. Well, right? and 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 what he said. What, what some of the points that he made was it's it's and we talked about this a little bit I think it's still somewhere right around what the flu generally Correct. does to people and a lot of it comes from the fact that it's coming from places whose medical um, uh, infrastructures are not as good as they are here in the United States correct which is why you're seeing in other countries um, the them uh, closing things down, museums, Lourdes is closed. The yeah, Louvre, I mean, the Italian me. soccer league is essentially suspended right now. Right. Uh, Japanese baseball teams are going to continue play. No European fans. Hockey teams no fans. Too, right? Yes. Yeah, uh, so internationally, there's been a, a, an impact sport from the sports standpoint. Uh, which is make a financial impact on these teams. Well, yeah. For sure. So let's just fast forward and unfortunately say, that, you know, it gets to a level where team, you know, leagues have to make decisions here, right? Okay. Is it going to be – I mean, it, it seems to me impossible that anybody's going to cancel anything. Like March Madness isn't going anywhere, It'll have right? to get a lot worse. Are they going to take fans away first? Would they take – Yes. Would they, they, would they, they empty out yes. the arenas yes, first? Yes, because, uh, because of what we talked about with TV the NFL. Wins, right? TV wins. <laughs> yes. Listen, I, I, I'm traveling this week to cover a PGA Tour event, the Arnold Palmer Invitational. It is not – I have not. It's not crossed my mind about. Oh, do I get on the plane? No memos, no nothing to you about it. Not yet. No. 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 Because I know that's gone out in the NBA and the NHL. There's basically I know been it's wash happening hands in college kind of athletics but, as well. Yeah. But we do have. Uh, we have a conference call each week. I'm sure it'll be addressed in our conference call on uh, if we have any messaging for it or practices that the tour wants us to use. Um, generally, I you know I fist bump people anyways. If yeah. there are people listening off, I just you know I I don't. Generally, shake right. hands. Shake I hands. bring disinfectant with me on planes all the time. Every time I eat while traveling, mm-hmm. you know, I do that. I'm washing know. my hands more and longer than I ever have in my sure. life. And, that, yes. and, and, but, and they, tell, they say that's the one thing that you do have the ability to control of and course. do. But, you know, listen, uh, it, it doesn't mean that we shouldn't be concerned about uh, infants. We shouldn't be concerned about uh, – I, I have a friend uh, who's talking to my wife. She's concerned. She's battling cancer right mm, now. Yeah. So. She's immune Diminished deficient, immune, yeah. right? Diminished you know, immune and where system. does she have to go to get treatment? A hospital. hospital. I mean, the, right where where this crap Ugh, lives, right? Worst. I mean, you get you get sick in the hospital from other crap than usually what you're in the hospital for. It's the worst, right? So, anyway, I mean, the big I, thing is, and, and I wish the leagues would come out and say this more public facing. Just, I mean, if you're sick, stay home. <laughs> Right. Correct. Don't don't go to your local soccer game and don't go to school and don't go to work. Well, like, that's generally for work, right? People, oh, yeah, but, I can't miss a day of work. The athletes too. I, they have Should. to. It yes. has to, right? Load managers. <laughs> All right, I, I will bring you uh, inside the locker room here. Inside. So, Paul, you remember this? Bruce Smith didn't play a playoff game against the Steelers because yep. he had the flu. And there was all this uh, mm-hmm. grief about he didn't get the flu shot, right? Uh, whether he did or didn't, I don't remember factually what. I, but you know, it was all the talk. He did. like, "Oh, what an idiot! Didn't get the flu shot." All right. Well, by the way, this year, if you got the flu shot, it didn't mean crap. Right? Maybe you got it uh, less than one week. But when I worked for the Sabers, it was not an option for me. I had to have a flu shot because I was around the team, traveling with the team, and so it was no ifs, ands, or buts. You're getting the flu shot. It wasn't my choice. 
um, legally whether or not they could do that, but whatever. I'm like, okay, fine. Give me the flu shot. Um, so he had the flu shot around the team, but inevitably the flu would make its way in the locker room. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, it would, it, it just runs and, and it would, and, and then I remember one time the uh, MRSA was running through the league. Now that's really serious. Yes. I remember that was going through the Guys, league in locker have ended because of it. In locker rooms, like they're disinfecting, had a with it. disinfecting locker rooms around the NHL because they're used by so many people. Uh, so this stuff has happened before. Yeah, uh, we've been through this before, and we'll go through this again with some other virus. The difference now is social media. It's more prevalent. Everybody has it around the world. It seems uh, for the most part, and social so, media, not the virus. Although both, well, social frankly. media in some cases is a virus. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, you know, I, again, I don't want to downplay it, but people can stoke fears oh, yeah. through social media. Well, and again, the, the short headlines and trumpeting, the you know, we, you see it on all forms of media, no worse than that in social media. But, yeah. Which is, again, to the point that, that if you're watching, some of commentators are kind of saying, yeah, this is bad. But it's let's it's people think it's worse than it is when you really look at the numbers and the percentages. And if you even dive deeper into some of the people who have been really inflicted by it tend to be some of the younger, older uh, Mm -hmm. people that are already sick. You know, I, I don't. Again, I don't want I'm not a doctor. I don't want to go there. The normal average healthy American or even beyond America. I don't think this is is a big problem at the moment. It. At the moment. That's right. the thing. At the moment. We don't know. What, what is going to be interesting, this is going to affect sports. People are not going to go to games. Right. People are not going to go to events. There, there will be a decline in ticket revenues and concession revenues and such. Um, and that, you know, towards the end here, there are some, the NHL, for example, like the, if they sell less tickets, that's going to affect the players and contracts this coming off season. Yeah, it's going to have an effect. Revenue, there's no question. Right? It's going to uh, be a revenue. I mean, baseball's about to start in a month. There, there's some international series, right? right? Mexico and London. Those are TBD, right? Sure. Those are TBD right now. I think international travel as a whole is probably TBD in terms of sports. So, and what about the Olympics <sighs> in Japan? They just they operate on such a different mindset and level, and uh, there's so many things that are archaic with that. I can't imagine they change a thing. Do you? I, I think athletes will go. I remember in Brazil there were yeah. health concerns oh because God. of water quality. Yeah, the whole infrastructure right? was a mess. And athletes still went. And yeah, here's the thing about the Olympics, and it's it, it's it's the you know necessary evil, I guess. It's not like these these athletes have been training for six months and they can get themselves ready. This is this has been a, a three and a half year process, and it's timed to the day, right? So if you're a swimmer preparing for for Japan Olympics. Or to- is it Tokyo? Tokyo, Tokyo, right? Tokyo, yes. If you're pre- preparing for Tokyo, there is a cutoff day for where your training leads up to. It's probably like, you know, May 25th. Every single day for the last three and a half years has been plotted out. What you're going to eat, what you're going to do, how much you're going to sleep, all that stuff. Like, you can't just postpone that six months and these athletes can be okay with it. That, that all gets thrown off. So it's a big, big decision for a lot of reasons. Uh, I just don't know if it's very safe to have the Olympics right now. That's for sure. Well, I think the you know they're I, I think we should be prepared for that. You're already starting to be prepared for. Yeah. They've they've sort of said that you know they're they're monitoring it and they'll make a decision early whether to just bag it completely. Oh wait a second, we're we're talking about let's go back to that the normal healthy people. We're talking about perhaps the most healthiest people in the world. True, right? It's true. World class Olympic athletes. It's true. Right. So would they put the games on without 
They may have big, spectators. Listen, their biggest issue every year at the Olympics is in the, uh, the control of STDs <laughs> in the athletes' village, right? That's Don't isn't there like you know, just condoms everywhere in the athletes' village? Uh, you've seen those stories. Well, don't we're, don't we're, leave me on an island I'm here. Not, I, I just we're really dipping into new territory. Here. I've ever seen a story on this where you have uh, uh, whatever. It, yes, All no, right. you're I, right, Kevin. Uh, you're right. It's it that yes, that's very prominent within the athletes' village. <laughs> okay, <All right>. fine. <laughs> Get us, well, get us, save us somehow. Why here, wouldn't Mike? it be? <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, a, in, a, in a complete reversal of topics. Totally. This is a cool note here. Judge Judy. CBS. The uh, goat. The, Judge Judy. <laughs> oh uh, yes. Judy Scheinlin, right? When they talk about media personalities who makes the most a year. You have Amazing. They, right, I mean, it's Judy. It's Judge Judy. $47 million a year she's making from CBS. And... There, she'd get 10 million viewers per day. Per day. Per day. I had, to look, I had to look it up seven times. Yep. That's incredible. Hey, uh, the phone call that I got yeah. interrupted by before, that was my dad every day. Huge fan. Really? Loves it. Wow. I, oh and like God. whenever I'm there, on like, 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 Dad, you're watching this stuff again? He <laughs> loves it. So I need to get him a hobby. I know. She's going she's gonna to walk away after <laughs> essentially next season. 2021 is going to be 25 seasons of Judge Judy. She's in her, like, 70s right uh, maybe maybe 80 maybe. maybe yeah um yeah 47 million a year cbs finally said we don't need to do that anymore right because your reruns get as good of ratings as their original content right. so we're gonna bag your salary after next year it's like they, shark tank my kid watches all the reruns they, all the time they paid 100 million for the library of shows two years ago to her to buy her out to right. buy out her her, her her library of shows so they can rerun the heck out of it and all their networks and make just as much money from oh my from gosh. a production standpoint without paying her fifty million dollars salary. Seventy seven. There's all right. Seventy seven. What? She's seventy seven oh, years old. She's Somewhere. The best. You know what I want to know? How much did she's Rusty? Five foot one, by the way. Yeah. Too. How much did Rusty the bailiff make from the People's Court? <laughs> from the People's Court. People's Judge Court. Wapner. Judge Wapner. Nobody right. made this money. I mean, no. this is this is insane money. But the, it, look, the numbers are there. I, I I just had to look quickly. A normal regular season NFL game on CBS gets about sixteen million viewers. Judge Judy gets 10 a day. Speaking of normal. That's ridiculous. When does she ever get normal people Never. on the show? <laughs> is it real? Never. Is it all staged or is it real? No, I think I, I think it's real. I think it's real. Yeah. I, mean, I think it's because there's enough crazy cases yes. out there that, oh, yeah, I Trust think it's me, real. The people you see on there. They definitely reshoot a couple of lines. Uh, right. the, yeah, you know, they show they all do. Yeah, the content do. is generally original, yeah, right? Yes. Believe me, the people who are on there, they're not savvy enough to be good actors. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, whatever they're doing, tw- that's a heck of a 25 year run. Wow. I mean, my goodness. Oh, and by the way, no NDA. She gets to walk away. She's starting a brand new show about a year later. It's going to be called Judy, Ju- Judy Justice. Not, is it a kid's show? Maybe? I don't, it sounds kind of kid's show to me. Uh, are there's there no like details capes yet. involved? Is she going to be flying I places? Mean, I mean, right? it, wouldn't it be brilliant to go and make a girl's you know, mystery kid's show? And just yeah. be a voiceover? Because right, cause she doesn't need more money, right? Right. Just a, a cartoon voiceover for the next 10 years of your life? Oh, think about it. You My could goodness. actually be, yeah, uh, kids go to court. It's brilliant. Yeah. It's it brilliant. would be brilliant. Just, uh, uh, to solve their disputes on the playground yes. in, a, uh, in a courtroom setting? You took a cup of lemonade without putting the dime down. <laughs> By the way, CBS is losing the $47 million salary on her. They can afford Tony Romo. That's yeah, right. If I'm Tony Romo, I, I mean, see there's, that. There's your cost effect right there. Yeah, they just save. <laughs> they can sign Peyton, too. Save $28 million bucks. <laughs> wow. Unbelievable. Or $29 million. Yeah. Excuse Math. me. Well, good for you for branching spot track 
information beyond sports. There is no professional athlete making making forty seven million on spot track right right now. None, zero, zilch. Well, and and again, this point came up in Tony Romo. Salary, right? Salary in a year. Nobody. The point came up in the Tony Romo discussion. It's like, isn't that what actors make on movies? Isn't that you know? I mean, they don't make forty seven million. No, I mean twenty eighteen million. You know, a a a movie or yeah. I think Jim Carrey's about a twenty million dollar guy. So again, it's I know it it blows people. Oh my god, that's so much money. Eh, Not if you're getting ten million viewers a day, you you're making fifty million a year. That's that's (laughs) probably what Ellen makes, right? I mean, Ellen's numbers have to be ridiculous. Ellen makes a lot of money for sure because she wouldn't like. Why would she keep doing it? Yeah, exactly. Seriously. Exactly. Paul remembers Phil Donahue. I do. Phil Donahue's oh. wishing he... Is I, remember, I remember Dinah Shore. Is Phil Donahue still alive? I believe he is. I saw him interviewed not all that long ago. Does he still have the, the mop of white hair? Like, the amazing thing was... Thick glasses, right? He was 30 years old, and he was gray. No, I'm... 84. <laughs> He's 84 He's years 84. old. Phil Donahue. Wow. Uh, Mike Douglas, Dinah Shore. These are all talk Here's, shows that I remember when I was a kid. Who makes more money? Well... Jerry Springer or mm. Judge Judy? Mm. I think Judge Judy. I think it's Judy. I do too. I bet you that one's close because it's, it's longevity too. Right. Like that one's got to be close. What amazes me is those shows are such garbage. <laughs> right? Apparently not. Not it's to just everyone. Like who? Uh, like why do I want to see people air their dirty laundry? Sometimes oh, that's what Americans and, love to see uh, other people dare, air their dirty laundry. Is this a, we're going to offshoot the Spot Trek podcast into uh, syndicated we can get entertainment the, we can get programming? Pop culture, pop we can get culture, there. the pop like culture. Anyone podcast? making forty-seven million is worth the conversation. I'm, Absolutely. I'm, I almost going to I'm going to go out on a limb and say any guest who's ever been on Jerry Springer does not listen to the Spot Trek podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Easy. <laughs> what? I said guest. I didn't say people who watch Jerry because I obviously I've watched it. All right. Okay. <laughs> you, all right uh it's not the same uh, whatever so next week will be a week away from the start of free agency right mike went 15 yeah and March real quick 15th. on that because we kind of glazed over it uh teams don't know what the heck to do <laughs> because of the cba rules, right yeah. they don't know who, to, who they can franchise tag or transition tag they don't know what the cap's going right. to be they don't know what the franchise tag values are they don't know what the restricted tenders are nothing's been official because everybody's kind of waiting for this right. vote to happen which is going to change a lot of things this is really bad timing. I, I, I'm kind of not happy with how this whole process is, is unfolding. This should not be allowed to happen right now. There should be stability and, and knowledge to these GMs. I feel really bad for these GMs who have essentially have to have two plans. I mean, you have to kind of assume one thing and assume another thing. And depending on how that vote goes, you know, there's a path to go down. But, I mean, it, it's not going to make, you know, drafting players and signing Tom Brady any, any harder but there's going to be a lot of changes with how these contracts can be structured. Look, if the CBA is signed and the 30% rule doesn't kick in, you know what I mean? You, you can sign structured contracts however you want. That changes everything. Yeah. You can front-load Dak Prescott. You can front-load Tom Brady, which, of course, you want to do, being 43 years old. So I feel kind of bad that this is all happening right now, and a lot's going to change. One little, t- one little tidbit we've talked an awful lot about. There were indications and reports this week that the Bengals are going to tag A.J. Green, which yeah. I think is very interesting. Stinks. That, to me, takes a really valuable guy off the market, but I think that's a sign to Joe Burrow that we're serious about helping you make <laughs> you be successful. I mean, the story here. is that Burrow asked them to tag A.J. Green. Well, no. I mean, mm, come you know, on. But, Can but, we I, stop? but that's smart on the Bengals' front to say, you know what, if there's any doubt is it? that – yeah, I think so. Because if there's any doubt that Joe Burrow thinks that they're committed, uh, besides he's good and he's going to help Joe Burrow make Joe Burrow better if he can stay healthy, he's going to make Joe Burrow a better player his rookie year. Uh, we will debate this more 
next week. All, all I hear, yeah. all I hear. I, I'm not. Tr- I'm trying to stay away from draft talk, but I don't, I'm sure you guys hear it too. There's like 77 wide receivers in the first two yes. rounds. Yes, I, I wouldn't tag any wide receiver this year. I'll end with that. I agree with you. All right. That's going to do it for this week's episode of the Spot Track Podcast. Be sure to check out SpotTrack.com, the premium section. Uh, you get all sorts of great ad-free experience stuff. And remember, check out TheAthletic.com. This episode is brought to you by TheAthletic.com. Go to TheAthletic.com slash SpotTrack 40 off. That's S-P-O-T-R-A-C 40 off to save 40% on your yearly subscription. For Mike Gennetti and Paul Peck, I'm Kevin Sylvester. Thanks for listening.